What is good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the program, Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Super appreciate all the support. Whether this is your first time listening to the show or you are a, uh, a frequent listener, uh, if you want to help support the show in a free way, keep it going. You know, keep these studio sessions going and whatnot. A uh, great way to do that is to uh, subscribe and rate and review on the iTunes. Give us five stars. Say what's up. Tell some people why you like the podcast. Also, subscribing on the YouTube channel as well as the Podomatic. Uh, you can find everything through the official Dan Cable Presents website, dancablepresents.com. You can get a fresh baseball tee on there. Uh, find out how you can be on the show. All that jazz. If you want to just like drop a line at dancablepresents at gmail.com with your questions and concerns about the show. Maybe you don't maybe you don't like it. But you don't want to tell me. You could tell me right through there. Or you could just like tell me about a guest that you think should be on the show soon. Anyway. Uh, also, very important announcement. April first, April Fool's Day at the Secret Society throwing a really dope dance party hip-hop show going down tribe mars is headlining uh we're breaking out the film crew and mountaineer mike down there and we're going to record the whole night uh we're going to film the night and we're going to try to put together uh some really cool footage for an upcoming release uh towards the beginning of summer with tribe mars uh gonna try something different do some things outside of the studio and uh, we got Rashid Jamal and also past guests of the show, Some Aliens, opening up that thing. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be really dope going down at the Secret Society. It's 10 bucks. Uh, your dollars are going to good places. Uh, all that money is, you know, either going to the bands or just, you know, being invested right back into them with the uh, the content that we're going to produce out of the show so come support a good cause it's 10 bucks secret society and if you haven't seen tribe mars yet uh just if, if you like r&b and soul and hip-hop that, that's definitely where you should be they're one of my favorite bands in the city and i am super stoked to uh have my name associated with them in any way as well as uh rashid jamal and some aliens super pumped on it um yeah, aside from that, on the calendar, August 9th, also a Dan Cable Presents event going down to the Secret Society. If uh, folk and rock and roll is a little more your speed, uh, we got a really dope uh, lineup going on. It's pretty much an all-day fest. It's a, it's a Sunday, April 9th. It starts at 5 o'clock. It's going until 10.30. Five bands, 10 bucks. Hammerhead, Livy Connor, Falcon Heart, uh, Young Elk who is the guest on this podcast, and uh, our friend Andy Sadow from Denver, who we're putting the show kind of together for. We want to we have a good showing for this fellow that's out on tour from Denver. So uh, 
come come show some love there. It's going to be just a super fun afternoon and evening of music. Pumped about that. Uh, we're going to get into this episode, episode 49. We are a week away from episode 50 dropping. And uh, this was a really cool conversation that I had from uh, with Zeke from from the band Young Elk. And uh, yeah, this is a, a really special conversation, man. I really, really had a good time hanging with Zeke and, and connecting a bit. Uh, we, t- we talked a lot about uh, religious upbringings and uh, exploring uh, different paths and kind of disconnecting from those larger institutions and, and things like that, existentialism all that all that fun stuff so uh it was a cool chat we definitely dropped some some tunes in here from young elk who's uh such a such a rad band and uh zeke's lyrics are are very uh very bearing of his soul and it's uh very very cool to get to uh hang out and talk with somebody who uh who does that sort of thing so I I think I think that's all I have to say to really introduct introduce introduct introduce this uh, episode of the program. Um, super pumped to be this close to fifty, and I feel like uh, this is such um, this is such a cool episode to lead up to that because I feel like this one is um, just a bit different than than some of the ones in the past and and we really uh we talked a lot of, more about uh life experiences than we did talk about music on this one and and i dug it and it was fun so shout out to zeke and, and the entire young elk band um this vinyl that they have for their new record which is called the dark side of the holy ghost is is really terrific so if you're a vinyl vinyl fan they will have those at the april 9th show at the secret society so if you like what you hear you know come on out support much love people thanks so much for tuning in appreciate you let's get into the episode i am i'm, I'm stoked to sit down and talk to you a bit because i don't just to to get to know you and, and where where your writing comes from and where where all the music derives from because uh ever since uh being introduced to to young elk and and really you know diving into the record when it released at the end of last year i just was really uh really grabbed by some of the lyrics and, mm-hmm. and felt like it had a pretty uh i felt like it was made with a lot of intent like to illuminate some messages and uh, seemed like it had a lot of emotion behind it. So uh, I think since then, you know, I just, you're just a dude that just on social media that I will tend to pay attention to. Like when you, when you post something, I'll check out the article or something. I just, yeah. I, I enjoy your point of view, but don't really know much about you <laughs> or where it yeah. all comes from. And, you know, like I'll, I'll see records or, or tunes you're talking about and, and usually vibe with those and even if I don't, I'm, I'm interested in your opinion oh. on them. So uh, it seems uh, like a lot of your writing has uh, it, it's rooted in some of the uh, the Christianity and some of the the teachings of that and stuff. And and 
how that has uh, affected your life. So definitely interested in all that. But uh, just want to kind of try to lay down some foundation from for where it all comes from and, and just where you come from as a person and, yeah. and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, where, where did you grow up? Are you from Portland? Uh, I grew up in a small town just outside of Olympia, Washington, called Rainier. Okay. So it was... Uh, it's kind of a kind of an interesting environment. I grew up in a very um, devout Mormon family, um, and so it's kind of a the amalgam of you got the you got the just total straight up redneck <laughs> vibe mixed with like the deeply religious uh, vibe mixed with like you're just kind of like a stone stone's throw from Olympia, which was. You know, like where I, when I grew up, is kind of when a lot of, you know, when K Records was blowing up, and there was a, a very liberal like, um, there we go, <laughs> Taco, the kitty cat jumped on my back. Um, that'll happen more than once. Pretty, <laughs> I can assure you that'll happen more. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was it was definitely an interesting um, juxtaposition of just super conservative um religiosity with like a kind of like a brewing like deeply liberal punk culture kind yeah. of underneath the service and um and I, I think you know as a kid i always felt kind of um caught between two worlds you know like um because you know i i i, I was a believer in that faith pretty devoutly too when i was growing up before it all <laughs> went to shit, but uh, um, yeah, it just always felt really conflicting because I was, you know, I was really, you know, I got turned on to the punk thing, you know, in the early teens, and that was um, a big deal. But I was also in the midst of like, you know, figuring out who I was and um, all these pressures from just growing up in a Mormon family of just what you what you're supposed to believe and the questions you're allowed to ask and um yeah right on uh did you did you find music pretty early on uh i mean yeah in my family music was always there i mean records were very much a part of the equation um my dad was just a huge uh <laughs> a very huge um Elvis guy. Okay. Like to the point where he did a few impersonation gigs. The funny, <laughs> funny thing about him is he, the, the impersonation, impersonation things he would did, he would do it at our church and he would, he had a like just straight up like Burt Reynolds mustache and he wouldn't lose the mustache for the impersonation. And I just always like, I, I don't think I don't remember Elvis was just rocking a big, thick, burly Burt, <laughs> Burt Reynolds uh, stash. But, uh, and the point is, yeah, I just always grew up with, with, uh, you know, Elvis and Waylon Jennings. I think I started discovering, like, more... I, I started discovering punk when I was, like, 13 or 14. Um, unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but it just seems generic. Like, through, I had a crush on a girl, and she, like, really liked um, Pavement and uh, um, Sonic Youth and stuff, and uh, that's kind of what got the, got the, got the fire started. Um, early on, um, and then it was just history from there, and then I just immediately, I mean, after that whole thing passed, I, I mean, I think everyone was waiting for it to be a, like, a, a phase, they were waiting for it to go away, 
Uh, it never really went away. As far as like music, <laughs> music like, yeah, you, like, like you, it kind of grabbing you and you kind of yeah. just like really diving into records and, and bands and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, th- I think they expected it to be like, oh, this girl thing's over. So now he can go back to just being a Boy Scout or whatever. But it never happened. I mean, it's, I think it's part of my upbringing's fault of like just constantly filling my head with music. So I actually just became an um, instant obsessive, you know, just to the point where I just listened to everything I could and read every like music biography I could like I mean my dream job at the time was you know outside of just being in a band was like just to be a you know like a rock writer you know like Lester Bangs and (laughs) you know that's 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 what I really wanted to do and um and so I just absorbed everything I could and just absorbed a bunch of useless (laughs) music knowledge but um yeah When, when did you start playing an instrument I was right around 13 when I when I got the got the first guitar and I was like <laughs> at that point I I mean that was I was starting to get into like uh, goth stuff which isn't it's not a it's it's a dark period. <laughs> I mean that that's what I was really into like like actually really into bands like Typo Negative and okay. <laughs> just really bad <laughs> really bad embarrassing stuff. Uh um but yeah, that's kind of how it started. Just learning those songs. I didn't really start. I started playing. I started playing my first band when I was fifteen. It was uh, me and my my friend Dustin Watson up the street. We started this punk band called the Nonconformist Party, and uh, yeah, that was the beginning of. That. That's when I <laughs> caught the music bug. Um, yeah, for sure. And then it never stopped. I just constantly for better or worse just always playing in bands yeah that's awesome man (laughs) um yeah so when um i guess as far as the uh the songwriting and stuff were you always uh just kind of stream of consciousness stuff or were you like really diving into like what you were feeling and was it always like a confessional type thing for you? I think I've always gravitated towards that type of stuff. Um, you know, just coming, you just, and I think it all points back to the like the Waylon Jennings of my youth, of my childhood. You know, I've always been gravitated to these like actual, real stories. But it actually took me a really long time to figure out how to write songs, and I think I was, um, yeah, just for like ten years, just. Um, making really bad making writing really bad songs and uh mimicking people and it just took me a long while to figure out oh i'm I'm just kind of like a simple um confessional rock band guy i'm just always gonna tell try to tell i realized just if you know probably about five years ago that i'm always going to be the guy who's going to be processing what he's going through what i'm going through with music it's just always what it's going to be and i i think i i hit that stride when i i um a band that predated uh young elk was this band violent psalms that i was in and uh i mean that was kind of my first foray into like actually leading a band and because before it was like i was playing drums and bands that's kind of like what all i've ever done but um but yeah with with violent psalms it was like my first foray into like actually telling you know really personal intimate stories and that's that's just what seemed so natural to me what i mean it's it can be uncomfortable for the people around me but it's uh yeah it just seems 
it seems to be the only way I can do it. Like honestly. Yeah, yeah man. I I it all resonates a lot with me. I've I'm always drawn to that type of of thing and and also just uh from a songwriting aspect i feel like it's it's always been easier for me to to explore my feelings mm -hmm. through writing and um it's it's been such a positive tool mm -hmm. and i don't know it seems to be that way for yourself as well and in such an interesting way to be able to uh just pour some things out and then kind of look back on them or or look at them from different angles after they've they've been put down yeah um definitely uh uh interesting way to to feel your emotions and uh -huh. i mean especially when you're, you're playing those songs over and over um, um i would imagine that it's easy for you to take yourself back to those emotions and sometimes that can make it hard to let go of those emotions yeah, yeah. as well so it's an interesting thing yeah for sure for sure yeah i think uh i mean i think one of the things that um has surprised me about the young elk record is you know it was such a you know i i think i think i, I used i mean for my whole life like how you're describing like it's hard to let go but like now i when we finish this record and i i kind of you know i'm surveying it now um i'm just like oh yeah i said that thing and I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm not like, it's not going to crush me to keep singing these songs, yeah. you know? Like, I'm, I'm, it, it, it's helped me like, okay, I made peace with that thing. I may not totally resonate with the whole thing, but like, yeah, that was necessary. And it was whether, whether anyone gained anything from it or, or it was just felt like a narcissistic, uh, you know, exploration. I, I mean, at the very, at the end of the day, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can move on, let's, let's move on to the next thing. And I can still enjoy this and um, appreciate it for what it was. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, so how long ago did, uh, did Young Elk form? So yeah, Young Elk formed not that long after Violent Psalms ended. Um, um, I was pretty burnt out by the time Violent, that band ended. Um, we just spent a few years just battling it out, uh, just uh, um, just on a on a on both a personal and you know just a band level. We were just um, I think we I think we were a little misunderstood. Not really sh people didn't know what to make of us. And just at the end of the day, I was just I was just I was actually kind of like ready to be done with music. <laughs> I, um. um but as fate would have it, uh, it's just it's just not how it was going to work. <laughs> My this so this guy Nick Moen, who's the drummer, he he kind of yeah he kind of like brought me out of that a little bit. He was just like he just uh, essentially just wouldn't let me not do it more or less. So yeah, he just said yeah come. I know you have songs so. I know you're always writing songs. You got songs, so uh, so yeah. Him and I just started playing music together, and I, um, yeah, brought those to him, and then uh, essentially, essentially the idea was I'm going to take a total. I'm just going to go like <laughs> full on Jackson Brown, and uh, and just have it be like a singer in his band sort of thing. That's kind of kind of where I was headed, and uh, and then we. We found these other two dudes. This guy Tony Ray's, who's uh, um, just 
uh, every time we play a show, someone tries to steal him from us. <laughs> like he's he's like an actual virtuoso, like actual maniac. Just and not just like a guy who just like shreds like you know blues leaves, but a guy who like comes up with these insane like atmospheric ethereal guitar parts that you that are all over the record. And that's I mean all that. Cr- crazy guitar work is him just and a lot of that stuff that he just came up with like from instantly hearing the songs like he's i mean he's yeah i can't can't say enough about the guy and just the sweetest guy and then we and then we found this guy bruce reed an actual craigslist fine which is wild craigslist never works out but this guy dude that's what i thought (laughs) but from doing this podcast yeah i've found that almost like one out of every five podcasts craigslist is brought up and it's like Apparently, it's a resourceful thing. <laughs> I, I'm very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah. blown away by it every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, maybe, maybe that has totally changed my. Yeah, this definitely has changed my view of that. Just because he's become a very good friend, and he's just a solid bass player. So he's kind of like the. Um, yeah, he's the. I mean, we always joke that he's the band dad. He's an actual dad now. He just had a kid, but we've always. Uh, um, we've always referred to him as the band dad, but he's kind of the guy who like keeps me in check. Like when I'm going off the rails and, um, um for instance, the, the record, the song that starts off the record, God is cruel was like, I totally writ- wrote it in like major chord, like upbeat, like CCR type vibe. And then he just totally messed it up and made it dark and, <laughs> and brooding seven minute song so he's kind of the guy that like um is very cognizant of our sound and what works and he's kind of the guy who always brings it back home and just like he's kind of like the my go-to guy for stuff like that just like are we are we on the right track here because i when i'm like you know in the thick of it with a tune like i have no idea so he i just like so is this a good song (laughs) i'm always asking him that and he's he'll i mean the good thing about bruce is he'll just tell you He, he, he he's not gonna I appreciate it. he's not going to lie to you. He's just going to say, "Yeah, we sh- we shouldn't play that song anymore. Uh, let's do a different thing." And so, and I always, and I don't, I don't ever really f- fight it. With this band, it's kind of like I've I've made a very hard stance of it has to be easy. If we're like like grilling, grinding stuff out, I, then it's probably not working. It has to, and like yeah, as 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 we've kept as we've kind of kept that philosophy, it's just worked and it's. Um, been super seamless and yeah yeah it's been a, an approach that uh, I've been hearing a little bit more about actually is just as far as like when you're bringing a song to a band yeah if it's really not working and you're really grinding to uh, yeah to make something of it maybe it's just not anything totally. that's there you know totally it's the whole tom petty thing he always says you know if we were working hard at it then it's just not working like if it, it just has to like a good song just makes sense and i think that's that's kind of our whole philosophy if it were just um, and i still have songs that i bring back from like a year or two ago it's like let's just try this it, this way and i and i still find that it's not <laughs> not a thing but uh yeah instincts are good if you have the right guys and i really lucked out with this group of dudes they're just all super solid players i don't really have to like say you should play this now and actually 
I could probably count on one hand the times I've just like directed anybody. I'm just like everyone's just gets it and plays the right thing all the time. Um, and they're gonna hate hearing me say this about them, but because <laughs> no one's good with compliments in this band, we're just uh, all broken and messed up. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, yeah. I believe you referred to it as grumpy old man rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all grumpy old men for sure. <laughs> uh, I can't really say enough good things about the band and the music uh, in the sense that I feel like it just really complements what you're doing as a songwriter so much, and it really just seems to allow all the space for you to be the storyteller. And, and the music just kind of rides out with it and creates all these cool spaces and landscapes for it and then, like, really, like, cranks in and kicks ass when it needs to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're like, a, yeah, like I said, they're just really good with that. Um, and it's not something we ever talked about. I never sat down and said, all right, this is my band, my song, you just do it my way. And, like, that's never been the thing. It's just been a thing where I just start playing a tune in fact, the more I talk about a song when I'm trying to direct people, the worse it is. <laughs> it's just like, they're just waiting for me to shut up so we can play the tune. So um, that's just how it works. And it's just, I, I, it's, uh, it's pretty magical. Like, it, it's, uh, yeah. Whether anyone cares what we do, I, I think that, I mean, that's a sustainable thing to me. Like, we could just, I think we could keep making records for ever, just as long as we keep that that in mind yeah yeah it's it's really great and i dig all the uh all the instrumental breaks in the songs are very cool just just because uh some of the lyrical content is so heavy that it's sometimes it's nice <laughs> yeah. to like let shit breathe and just be like all right let's yeah. take that in yeah, 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 <laughs> let's, yeah. let's let's yeah. take those words in yeah listen to tony for a minute <laughs> i'll shut up for a few bars yeah for sure and also just in the is there nine songs? Yeah, there's eight tunes. Eight, eight tunes on the yeah. Yeah, definitely a full length, and yeah. it's kind of uh, in a world where uh, singles are the the happening thing. It's it's nice to see some some people like making records because they want to make records too. And like I, don't, I guess this came up on the the last episode of the podcast is I really I do see. Uh, the purpose in the singles and and how functional they are in like our like quick world right now, but I'm definitely one that loves to jump into an album if if yeah. there's uh you know if someone feels like they want to put a record out yeah I, I want to check it out still it's for sure a dying thing I mean for us I mean it was actually really hard to promote that record single wise because then we were like. There's no singles. <laughs> we didn't write a. We didn't write one single. Um, yeah, because they're all like, most of the songs are pushing five minutes. It's there's no short tunes, and it was yeah, it was actually pretty difficult to, to um, to do do it that way, promote it even at all. But um, yeah, the record, that's the record approach is definitely where we're at. I mean, we're just we're just ha we just really enjoy the process of you know, writing tunes together. So it's, uh, um, yeah, we're in no hurry. We're not, we're, we're not a band that's trying to make it or we're just a band that's trying to like make records we like. 
And that's just what we're going to do. Right on. For as long as, until we're tired of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and it definitely has a, um, I felt like a, a heavier approach than the, uh, the minor keys EP, which I felt like had a little more of that rootsy rock and oh, roll, yeah. like Jackson Brown feel For almost sure. like, the, like For you sure. were talking about. And, the, and then this has all those like super loud, like <laughs> just rad sounds going on in the background and yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, actually, it was kind of funny. Like, the probably the biggest influence on our, on our sound was, you know, we, you know, I, I actually I, I really like that a, that EP. Um, um, but yeah, it's it's actually it's definitely like a tale. I mean, I don't, I don't think playing those songs when we play them now, every once in a while, every once in a while we'll break us break out a song from that that first EP. But um, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a different band. But it is definitely t the tone is marked markedly different um and one of the things one of the things that we attribute that to or i do is we was like our second show a very good friend of mine tyler riggs came he plays in this band bubble cats if you don't know them you should definitely know them they're, okay they're probably i mean i'm biased because they're homies but they're probably my f my favorite band in portland they're just super solid um and just have a silly name but make the most badass tunes you've ever heard. It's like <laughs> like when I first saw them it was like, Oh yeah, this is like the Frank Black fronted Black Sabbath. It's like they're like super heavy. But nice. Um yeah, they're super good. Um so Bubble Cats, that's my official plug for Bubble Cats. Nice. Um, but yeah, he was at a show and, and he uh you know, we we played you know, we played these country tunes and uh we played this one song that didn't make it on this record called scenes from the end and it's really like doomy like it's uh it's like really slow almost like a funeral dirge um and and he pulled me aside and just like didn't tell me like oh man great job you know the things that you're supposed to tell your friend you know after they play a show he actually he actually said uh yeah you should probably like give the alt country shit a rest and if you guys just like focused in on like doing slow dark like post-punk jams with like sad lyrics like that'd be like the best shit ever and i actually i took that to heart and that totally is how you know our record came out the way it did it's like yeah that's actually that seems brilliant and so yeah that's kind of how that's what we are now yeah thank all thanks to that dude just like, nice. putting that bug in my ear <laughs> Yeah. Let's, let's try yes, that. that's what we. Yes, we will do that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't even take it, you know, a ton of credit for just like me. I didn't wake up with that idea. Like, yeah, let's just take it in a different direction. It's just like somebody who I trusted, you know, telling me, you know, just being honest. And I love that stuff for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, also has have it has a david bazan feel which i know you're you're a fan of that dude yeah yeah and i definitely sure. feel like it has tones of that it's definitely yeah, the, sure. the newer record heavier than his stuff but even tonally i feel like your vocal delivery can be uh be similar yeah yeah to to what he does that makes sense for sure yeah is that is that a dude you've been uh following for a while yeah I've like back to the pedro the lion stuff yeah i mean late 90s been following them since then so uh yeah definitely followed the evolution and um um yeah huge definitely a huge influence for sure uh has it been interesting for you to like kind of watch his detachment from uh his his religious roots and and christianity and and all the things that he's been 
dealing with and, and kind of uh, exploring through his lyrics and music? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was an actual, um, yeah, cr- like actual devout Christian rock fans are, are a tough, tough brood to like piss off. And so, you know, when he came out, you know, with his quote unquote, you know, breakup record with Christianity, curse your branches. Yeah. I, I was, um, I mean, I, I, that was, that was probably one of the few records that like. I lost sleep over, and I and I actually I actually don't think his evolution really has anything to do with my evolution. Yeah, it's to, totally different paths. But it was yeah, I definitely followed it and was definitely cognizant of it. And I I just re, I remember critique. I mean, as like during that time, I was pretty, you know, uh, deep into the evangelical machine, um, and uh, as I affectionately call it at times. Uh, um, and so I I, I spent a bulk of time just critiquing it in my own head, like, oh, that's not true, and, like, just, like, creating my own theological arguments about why he should have or shouldn't have made that record, and it's just, like, at the end of the day, like, what does it matter what I, like, he just, it's his, it's his, it's his, it's his journey, just let, let him, let him do it, and I think that's, 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 I mean, that's probably one of the biggest lessons I learned from processing those albums where, um, you know, where, you know, a decade before that, you know, I, he was, a, you know, a big part of my, you know, faith development. Um, so, so, I, so there, there is that bit of personal connection and it's hard to divorce that sometimes, but I think, um, I think at the end of the day, I just, you just have to learn to, <laughs> I don't even know this guy, so let him do his thing, and I'll just enjoy the art. And <laughs> whether I agree with it or not agree, that doesn't even matter. Uh, just let him be. Let people be. I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. It's a definitely a dude I enjoy uh, listening to interviews with now, and and just people in general. I like I like uh, talking about faith and whatnot with people, just because yeah. I'm definitely somebody. I wouldn't say I ever grew up in anything strict, but I grew up, you know, in the Catholic Church and yeah. and going to church most Sundays with my mom and and definitely was involved in the church and yeah. did the altar boy thing uh, yeah. and like and then like after my parents got divorced, I stopped going to church because my mom wasn't we weren't going to church together or whatever and mm-hmm. then disconnected with it a bit and then in high school I had some. Uh, met a couple people that were going to this Bible study, yeah, so then I go. started going to like a Christian Bible study yeah, and stuff, you know. That's... And it's just like I don't know. There's a. Uh, it's just interesting to see how people disconnect from those things later, I guess. Yeah. And I'm just always kind of like fascinated by like what turns somebody off and like what that line is usually to to uh, to get them there because there's definitely yeah. things that I. I did enjoy and like yeah. some like some of those things are like maybe not even necessarily the content of the the Bible study but like the fellowship that was involved in it and I think that's like one of the things that seems uh when I talk to people that that have kind of uh like walked away from like an organized religion it's a it's a common thing that comes up is just like the actual fellowship absolutely man i i think and i think that's that's a big part of what you know the young elk record deals with which is like i mean it really i i I don't i wouldn't say i divorced myself from faith i mean i don't think i look at christianity the way i did i don't know that i call myself a christian or 
anything like that. I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm a man of faith. I don't know what that means anymore, but um, for me, it was just like a huge divorce from the institution. Yeah. Um, just, just the idea of, I mean, just experiencing, you know, just going from, you know, I went from being a Mormon kid to like joining, you know, like leaving that and then like joining like some Pentecostal thing in my small town. And then I was a part of this mega church in Seattle that, that exploded a few years ago. Um, and, uh, and, uh, at the end of the day, it was like, just got tired of being like used by these institutions, these institutions that treat people as commodities and not people. And so, and so what I took away from the, what the things I hold dear from those, those places I still hold dear. And they're the, those are the people, those are the human connections that I made. But, um, I've kind of like I don't I don't really rally around a lot of causes, but I I will I'll, I'll actually always war against the idea that institutions can treat people as commodities and things to be used and to, for growth and for their own gain. And I just think that shit's so evil. And and that's um, and that's kind of what the record is about is just kind of like balancing that walking that tightrope of like. Um, honoring yourself and um, rejecting like institutional control and abuse and, and just embracing um, people like that's I mean that's probably my religion <laughs> is people and loving people um, um, and I, I don't think that that that's not like a that's not like up front in your face on the record it's pretty dark and it, it takes it can sound nihilistic at times, but that's at the core, that's the bedrock of it. It's just kind of, um, just rejecting, um, institutional control at any level, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think it's pretty clear. I don't think it comes, I don't think it like comes across like, yeah, it's dark sometimes the way you can, you can put things, but like it obviously, I don't know, to me it comes, uh, seems to come from like a genuine place and like, it's just like, I don't know. It's yeah. just not, it's not invasive to me right. the, the way that it's presented. It's just like, oh, like something has like shaken this person to like make them feel this way. You know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, cut, let's cut to that, that first track on the record then, The God is Cruel, Sweet. which Sounds I've actually good. seen you play acoustic a couple times, like a corkscrew oh, open mic, nice. which yeah. is... I think where we where we met through through Jen and Chris, yeah. the homies, yeah, getting sure. shout outs again, yeah, two yeah. episodes in a row. Yeah, for sure. So this is uh, God is Cruel. It's on the the new Young Elk record that came out at the end of last year, which is called The Dark Side of the Holy Ghost. I've been listening to it all day, and now uh, you're gonna hear the first track.
So that was that was God is cruel, heavy heavy jam to kick off the record. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were talking about earlier just about uh, you know institutions treating people as commodities, and that obviously comes up on here. Like one of the, in one of the verses, you got the calling all ministries who hunt for vulnerability deep in the process where human beings reclaim their dignity, which just like really struck a chord because I feel like so many people had to those institutions in times of need and maybe mm-hmm. even sometimes those who are not religious seek out a church or something like that yeah. after you know something tragic has happened in their life and even even when i get hit with these seasons of like heavy anxiety or i mean i, I definitely struggle i'm definitely on the depression scale for sure when i hit those seasons it's like i'm always like i mean i've i've kind of um i mean technically part of a faith community but i don't really i'm not really uh, I'm not really there constantly, um, and I I always feel that that kind of pull to like when things are going bad. Oh, I got to get to church. I'm like, what is that pull from? It's like this programmed, you know, institutional thing where they said learn where you're where you're told from. And I'm sure. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to make any assumptions, but yeah, as a kid, for me growing up Mormon, it was just like this is where you need to be on Sunday morning. You're just like you feel kind of. I think I think it's just gonna take time to be deprogrammed of, <laughs> of that thinking like i wait i don't need to be there i'm fine everything's i'm i'm fine i'm actually fine i don't need it yeah so they need me they need my money to stay 
you know, afloat um, to pay the inflated pastor's salaries, but I don't, I don't, I don't need to be there. <laughs> I'm fine. I got my cat. I got a great wife, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to just hang out. Yeah, man. Uh, I've I've found that even though I'm not part of any sort of institution or anything, I'm I'm probably more spiritual or shitty or like as ridiculous as that sounds and <laughs> no, like totally. uh, I, I feel like um I have at least uh you know I'm I'm very interested and and seeking to be woke. And right. that's for like what I get through huh. through your messages. And huh. um like like I said, even though I'm not like attached to anything now, I feel like I'm more aware and more uh, eager to learn and and just like and maybe not like you said you're a man of faith and maybe you don't understand what that is exactly but like that quest to to cling to faith or or figure mm-hmm. out what it is 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 definitely more important to me than like than it ever was yeah I think. yeah that's super solid yeah and i and i think i think the people that the rec there i mean there's a handful of people that like just didn't know what to do people who knew me from before didn't really know you know i had i had a friend you know when i played him got a school um good friend of mine he uh said he didn't really know what to do with it and so like there's people that it, it rubbed the wrong way or they didn't quite understand it and i think i think in those instances it's people um i mean it's where i it's where i used to be where you know when people that's, I mean, that's why the Bazan record pissed me off so much when it came out. You know, like right. I heard it and I was like, I was, I was freaking out because I was on the very edge of like shoving the whole thing off a cliff, and I didn't want to hear what this guy I trusted, you know, over the years, like musically and just integrity wise. Like, I didn't want to hear what he had to say. When I heard what he had to say, it was like, I, as much as I just gave you a bullshit line, like it didn't really have an impact on me, but. It actually did. It was, it was probably like the beginning of the end. Like it was like, okay, put this bug in my ear. Like, well, maybe I should like start opening my eyes and like asking questions. And my, and like uh, I did over a long period of time after several you know nervous breakdowns and restarts and like Bible studies and quitting Bible studies <laughs> and uh, where I where I just I I wanted to reconnect to what it meant to be a human outside of um, institutionalized religion or outside of um, the the phoniness and the insincerity of um, all that stuff that happens in like a church culture that where you're just like, you go there on Sunday morning and you're saying, how you doing? And then you inside you're just saying, I, I kind of kind of like hiding the knives you know like that's not me but it's like that's kind of the the idea but you can't say that shit out loud you have to say oh i'm doing great and you're just like oh blessings brother you know you have to say all this right. do, play all this all these bullshit games and i just i got to a point eventually like i just i got allergic to it like where i would go to a church service church service and it would it was like painful i was like i was like almost literally like making this grimace face like ah <laughs> what was it's just the 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 disregard to humanity, the disregard to actual people, like sitting there absorbing what was going on, was 
was painful to me. And that's what, I, that's what that line, I mean, that's, that's, I just took the long way around to explaining what that line meant. But, <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> no, those, uh, I think, uh, you start to desire real interactions and you don't see those as those, if you can't reveal yourself and your vulnerabilities to those people, because sure. you're not comfortable in doing so. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and just, to add to your point, I guess, or like expand upon what you were talking about of like why that uh, Bazan record like pissed you off or whatever, or because it kind of like got you thinking or mm-hmm. whatever. I remember when uh, that Da Vinci Code movie came out, oh, yeah. like you or the book or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember a friend just being like, "No, nah, I don't want to go see that. I don't want to go see something that's going to make me question my faith." And I was just was like, "What? What is? What do you mean? Like, yeah. So if you're gonna you're gonna go see this and it's gonna make you think." And you're gonna like completely lose all your shit. And, yeah. What and, what what is your faith if like a movie is gonna yeah, 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 abs- shut it down? Absolutely. Yeah, or exactly. like where is your belief system at? Like yeah. if if it can't handle like if it yeah uh, some fiction. Or, my my argument is like if it can't handle that, it deserves to die. Right. Like, like it, it kind of I don't know. That's pretty harsh, but it, I I think at at a level you, you know you're just it's kind of it's, it's the same idea of you know. The, the you know keeping keeping a secret and you're just pretending it's not there and yeah. it just grows and grows and you just feel this insane like like guilt bulge you know in your in your soul and then it explodes and then your whole life disrupts at least when you just say when you just like when you're just honest and you like you know you invite those things you know that make you question and you like you just ask the question then it becomes less scary and you start to explore it and you can like take it to its logical end and you're like okay well, i don't believe that. that's fine yeah so you, then you just deflate the whole thing i don't know no it's good to have that like different perspectives and i i feel like i personally learn a lot from people shaking up my shit and, yeah. and just kind of like dropping these different ideas that maybe i don't ag- agree with or but it's it's good to try to learn some things from those those people still like it's not like they have nothing to offer necessarily right. and like they're maybe some of their ideas are way off from yours but and i think that's a huge danger with the dogma and the institutionalized thing because it, it places this pressure on you to accept the idea that oh there's nothing else out there that could offer me any value and then and then what happens is you stop listening to people and you actually stop treating people as humans and you start to like treat them as someone who project like oh i need to change your mind yeah so let's let's meet once a week at a coffee shop you can tell me all you want about your perspective i'm not going to listen to your perspective but i'll inject all my own shit and all my own dogmas and my own theology to make you come around to me instead of like mutually learning from each other i think i think that's the right zone just like sitting down hearing each other's stories and just mutually just realizing you just don't you don't know every. You don't know these things that you that no one knows. Absolutely, like, you can't know. You can't know what the end is. You can't know what the beginning is. Even you just, we're just here, and let's just, let's just hear what life's like. You know. Yeah, we're all just out here. We're just breathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we out here. You know. That's a, that's another thing. It's just like we're all just like, fucking wandering around yeah. out here. You know, like yeah. there's no correct path and. I don't know. We can definitely learn some things from from one another. For sure, for sure, man. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, is just back to the record a little bit though. Uh, the song that follows uh, "God Is Cruel" is 
is the uh, Paper Cuts, mm -hmm. which is one of my my favorite jams. And I know that was kind of like kind of the single. I don't know. We tried <laughs> to make it the single, but it's yeah, it's still still it's it, it's a five minute long single. Yeah. People don't want a five minute long single. Like there's it's whatever you want it to be <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the digital world, so you can sure. you can call a twenty minute song your single if you want. You can put it out on Bandcamp as your fucking single, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. There's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of lyrics throughout the record that stick with me um one of the lines in particular comes off paper cuts which is the i'm keeping secrets so i won't let you down i just <laughs> yeah that I one mean, that one's really killer it's uh, yeah it's, it, it kind of like ties back into the the summation of the thing just just the idea that i was too afraid to tell people um where like that i wanted to throw the whole thing out the window and uh because i love because because like you said it's the you know, it's these. It's all about the people. It's not about the 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 building or the institute. So I so I I just I, I love these people so much. I didn't want to see the look on their face um, when I said I don't I don't know, man. It seems kind of like a there's a guy up there. He's just gonna send me to hell if I don't say the wrong name and torture me forever. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can hang. So just like yeah, that's like that's exactly what that just that's the song that's like coming to terms with the whole the whole deal yeah that's awesome yeah it's uh it's, it's interesting to see what I, uh, people's ideas of like what god is and i think like with those institutions sometimes it's always like it's just this dude in the sky that's yeah, sitting yeah. there judging you and and i don't know if that's everybody's god experience you right know? right or should it or nor should it be yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i think uh I don't know. I don't know how old I was. Maybe like late teens and stuff. I think one of the things, the first things that like kind of triggered uh, me to like start questioning some things was like people just always talking about like God is on our side in war and stuff like that. And it <laughs> would just be like, one. what if he's on the <laughs> other side? Like, what the fuck? What does that mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for me, it was just calling America like instantly calling like the U.S. the promised land all the time. Like. But so like we're just we 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 land in the right place and just the, the the babies in India they're just all fucked for their whole life because they're not in the right place. And, yeah, just because they were born. Yeah, and they and you know and then I mean we could open up a whole Pandora's box of, <laughs> of immigration stuff, but yeah. There's uh, you, know, you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, and I think one of the uh, best examples of what I was talking about earlier, as far as the uh, the band, really. Um, knowing where to take the music and letting stuff breathe and just kind of like letting it be a landscape for your for your storytelling and your narrations is uh, should have done something which is definitely I think for me the most chilling song on the record you know like when you get to the uh, the my brother lost his shit again <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah I wish it wasn't a true story but yeah for sure it's uh it's definitely brutal <laughs> yeah I, 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 again yeah i don't know any other way to be other than just here's a here's a snippet in time that was totally fucked up <laughs> and, now, and now you get to deal with that <laughs> and now you can process <laughs> it <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome uh yeah i really dig that song man Thanks, um man. yeah dude uh your your writings definitely seem like your your exploration of all these things and it's a really uh, 
I don't know. I've I just uh, I've just always admired people that are willing to to really like bear it all, and not for like I don't feel like you like the other the the full lyric on that song is my brother lost his shit again. He grabbed my sister by the throat. Should have done something, but instead my limbs just froze. And I think there's there's something about that authentic like that authenticity of just like bearing it all, but. N- I don't feel like you're doing it for shock value in any way because I think there's that approach too. And yeah. when I first started kind of uh, tapping into some of the the writers that I enjoyed that like started to like cross those lines, I think when I started to emulate that at an early age, <laughs> it would often like yeah, yeah. wind up just being like, okay, you're just like writing this to like make this fucking shock value. Yeah. like. I mean, my take has always been like the the truth is usually shocking enough. Yeah, <laughs> like for sure. The the stuff that we're that people hide, you know, and within you know dysfunctional families or dysfunctional systems, it's always like it's always going to make you go, "Holy shit, really?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think. Yeah, I just think shock value shock value is unnecessary because the. The reality is already fucked up enough. <laughs> you know, it doesn't need it doesn't need your help. <laughs> oh man! Uh, aside from like the fellowship uh, that we talked about, uh, are there like any rituals that like are still like emerge in your your uh, your daily life from like the. Uh, the institutional days <laughs> <laughs> you mean like do, are there still things i hang on to or or just stuff that you find value in like for example um uh i've i've very i don't know i've i've really become a fan of of the prayer thing like recently yeah and, and not so much like me personally like sitting down to pray all the time or anything like that but uh my grandparents are really good about uh saying some sort of grace before they eat every meal and yeah. i uh spend a lot of time with them and that's something that i think as a kid i didn't like realize any of the value in and now every time it happens i'm just like oh this is like really fucking dope that you're just like giving thanks every time you eat just because yeah, yeah, you know that this is a <laughs> gift, like yeah. Is it, so I don't know. I guess just things like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think um, yes, prayer prayer is in, in. I mean, it's definitely changed, but it's uh, I, I, I I still see it val- valuable. Um, just as this idea to like. Um, just just the idea of like taking time out and taking a, a minute to to acknowledge that we're all lucky to be here you know? yeah um I, and that, that's been valuable to me and as far as you know fellowship has definitely changed for me it's now it's it's um the band is a huge part of that you know i mean just the the other t- just the other week or so we had band practice and you know, usually me and Tony, the guitar player, arrive a little bit early and, you know, we're just like, we're just talking about death <laughs> and uh, we're like on the verge of tears a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, the bass player walks in and it's like, hey, what are you guys talking about? Oh, yeah, we're just talking about, you know, the reality of death and how it's how it's so, so complicated and, 
And like, it's just like the the stuff. The, so the stuff you actually hear on the record isn't really like. Oh, this is just Zeke babbling. It's actually become ingrained in the culture of the band. So it's like, ritualistically, it's become. In some, I wouldn't say replaced, but in some ways, it's become a new way to like engage in those really deep conversations that were always in like the Bible study format. They're kind of in this new type of community. So now it's just like I've been, you know, accidentally forming these new types of communities, which are, you know, centered centered around art. Actually, which is I'd much rather. <laughs> be involved in in those types of conversations and explorations and um match that with my personal um forays into what prayer is um and for me prayer really comes down to just you know uh at the risk of sounding um like a hipster Buddhist, just mindfulness and <laughs> thankfulness. I, I think that's all very, very valuable. That's oh, okay. You can, yeah. you can <laughs> boot out all you want, man. <laughs> and yeah. Diving deep on that stuff a little bit the last, the last few days. Nice. Uh, yeah, just, I, I've, one of the things I find interesting about the, the Buddhism opposed to some of the other institutions in organized religion is, is it's more about the, uh, the methods rather than the doctrine. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like, it's just like, oh, everybody can get here different ways. And right, learning right. from different people. And it just For seems, sure. it's obviously more complicated than that, but I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. It seem, seems to resonate and make a little more sense to me right. sometimes. Yeah, because it's, I mean, yeah, it definitely comes down to like, the the how and the motive for getting somewhere i think too i mean that that kind of stuff resonates pretty powerfully with me as well right on man yeah well uh this is this is rad yeah I'm glad i got to like <laughs> hang out and <laughs> yeah absolutely dude. and Thanks pick for... your brain a little bit about your songwriting and and just like having that fellowship you know like there you it's, go it's it's nice to have the i almost idea. i almost want to just just a quick prayer let's just pray real quick but we won't do it but we can we can do whatever you want <laughs> no, man <laughs> let's pray it out yeah. uh just uh, and yeah thanks for yeah thanks yeah for, it's fun to get into the existential and like heady conversations and and, and find out where people are at <laughs> if they're willing to dive into that stuff and nice yeah uh, i feel like that's one of the reasons i i got into uh doing the podcast is just from listening to other podcasts and it's, it's just like oh this is this is a different thing and yeah uh, it's fun to just kind of peek into people's conversations and i feel like this this particular conversation is a little bit different than than the others and and just yeah in it in the best of ways <laughs> awesome so, very yeah. cool well i'm always happy to talk about go existential on you and anytime <laughs> on mic or off i'm always happy to dig into that right on man uh tell the tell the good people of the the program where they can find the young elk stuff and oh yeah how they can keep up with the band um we are i'm really horrible with this stuff if you've ever seen me play live i'm just babbling in the microphone like a fool i'm really bad at promotion but um yeah we're on Bandcamp and uh and on Facebook, and you can go to our website at youngelkband.com. I did it. A full line. Nice. I said the did it. said the website name on <laughs> on Mike, and there's my wife Margie rolling in. Oh, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, you're fine. We're actually wrapping up right yep. now. This is perfect. Uh, also, April 9th at the Secret Society, you're playing a show that I helped put together. Yeah, we're excited about that. That's going to be great. And uh, yeah, I hope, hope lots of people come out. It's going to be fun. We got five bands on the bill. It's only 10 bucks for five bands. We're trying to help out uh, Andy Sadow from Denver. Trying to make sure it's he's like got a, like a decent amount of people to play th- for when he comes through Portland. It's like a mini mini festival going I, on there. I think it kind of <laughs> is. You know, we're starting early in the day, five yeah, yeah. five o'clock to like ten thirty. It's going to be rad. Perfect. Do you guys have any other shows coming up? Um, not at the moment. We're kind of laying low. We're we're al- already kind of neck deep in writing the next record. So so you should definitely come out to the yeah. Secret Society on April 9th and catch these guys because I was at the Secret Society for your album release show, and it was fucking killer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, we're going to play it out with a jam, but before we do so, we end every episode or most episodes of this this. Uh, lovely podcast with the guests saying it's a program so it's all yours it's a program he nailed it that's that's zeke from uh young elk thanks so much for hanging out man yeah no problem uh we will catch you on the flip side portland we're gonna play it out with uh i think we're gonna go with seasons of evil if that's cool with you i really dig that song i I mean i really like the whole record but like i just felt like seasons of evil would be yeah a nice one to play it out with maybe the shortest yeah yeah. one of the shorter jams on the record yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's a fun one (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah yeah this is seasons of evil from young elk check it out
It's a program.